welcome again to another re-education experience podcast with me your host Darren Langill and today this is one where you don't just have to hear from me you've heard a lot of solo episodes and I've been bringing on more and more guests as we go and today uh, is one that we've been planning for a long time but just never pulled off yet today's guest uh, is going to take us down the deep dive around all things social and digital uh, I know a lot of you are craving this because that is so front and center for our businesses. And this guy is a master. Uh, he may have not have been around this business for long, but what he's achieved in such a short amount of time is incredible that we should all take notice. So um, without further ado, let's invite him, Mike Sherrard, to this podcast. Well, welcome. What's up, man? I'm super excited to be here. Like you say, we've been after this for a while and you've been one of my biggest mentors in, in the industry since I got started and it's been a, such a short journey so far, but I don't think the trajectory would be near what it was without a lot of what you've been able to educate me on. So I'm super excited that now we can talk about the content side, the marketing, the branding, and the stuff that's very relevant and trending right now, all stuff that kind of birthed from your inspiration and I've just decided to take it kind of on a bigger level. Well, it's awesome to have you here, buddy. I know we talk a lot um, for those listening. So Mike Sherrard uh, is a local Calgary agent, uh, started this career, he started with Remax, transitioned to us at Redline for about two years maybe. I think. Two, two and a half years. Yeah, and then transitioned over now to where he's at at eXp. Uh, he's one of those loud voices out there that you see on social media. And if you are looking for social media training, YouTube training, kind of staying top of mind, you will have likely already stumbled upon him and his channels because the growth there is huge and now has become one of those uh, those places we go for up-to-date information, little how-tos, and he's even built out a full-out academy, uh, which is completely separate from him selling real estate and everything to do with where he's at on his brokerage level. It's his, his initiative to share his passions, and that's called the Social Media Academy. Social Agent Academy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Social Agent Academy, trademarked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting, and I think... You know, what you did for me in my real estate career where you saw somebody that was willing to get outside of his comfort zone and do things a bit different and kind of take it in a more modern direction. I saw what you were able to help me do by guiding me with my own business. And now it's just a matter of helping others who are craving that same effect on theirs. For sure. It's such a great compliment because I know you you and I speak often about just organic content out there that we should be putting out as realtors and a lot of people still kind of like have this love-hate relationship for social but now when I'm, I'm building out a course too as you know and every time I go down any path the funnel of the people our leads the contacts that we meet in whatever lead source has to land eventually into your social media kind of like uh, hug and uh, that's why it's so important now that it hasn't just become this buzzword it's not just this place we should be but it's so much more than that it is the final landing pad that I think is even more important than our own CRMs. Big time and I think one of the things that I find a lot of realtors fail to remember is that 
it's a person-to-person business, right? You have all these agents that say they get into real estate because they love working with people, making an impact on people's lives, and that it's a relationship-based business. But they continue to do marketing initiatives, which don't get me wrong, do work with the direct mailers and the billboards and the bus benches, but there's no personal connection there, right? So when you interact on social media, it's been the first time that you're able to build human-to-human, person-to-person connections for free and maintain that organic growth of your business by building deeper connections through what you already have at your fingertips. And I think a lot of people overcomplicate it where they think you have to do paid advertising, you have to run Facebook ads, you have to run Google ads, and they start to think that you have to be somebody that you might not be in real life on social in order to achieve the vanity metrics a lot of people talk about, like the followers and the subscribers, But what it comes down to is how many connections can you build? Because in real estate, like any industry, sometimes it's not how much you know, which helps, but it's who you know and who knows you. And the more people that know you, the bigger your business grows. And with social media, especially the free organic strategies that you're so good at, you have the ability for free to get more people to know you and build the like, know, and trust factor that they never otherwise would have unless you're spending thousands of dollars on physical, which doesn't even allow you to build that connection that you can on social. 100%. Now, you're, to, to put a few things in perspective, I mean, social is no different than any other strategy. You just have to execute on it. You have to just, instead of just thinking it, and so many of us has, oh, I have this great idea for a post, or I have this great idea for a video, but so many people just stop there and they don't just put it out there. Well, you three years ago just decided to embark on this, this journey to say, I was a new into this business, but I, I have a voice. I have something to say and I actually know what I'm saying. And you started to put out, I'd love to just bring people through the, the journey of the commitment you made and kind of show us that journey. And I'd love to give you a few minutes to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I think this is the same principle with anything in business, which is the notion of delayed gratification as well as symbiotically understanding the notion of committing to a process that works, right? The same thing goes with any avenue of business growth, whether it be mailers. You don't put out mailers for a day and don't get any calls and stop doing mailers. If you talk to anybody that's been able to do that, they've done it for years and then it starts to turn a profit. The same thing goes with social media where I understood, look at all these people, not just in real estate, because back in 2017 when I got started, not many people in real estate were actively consistently leveraging social media, but you look at any other industry and you see the Gary V's of the world and the people that are talking about it and you can see that every single person that was consistent on it has built a substantial business and notoriety and personal brand recognition. So my thought process was, if it's worked for them, why wouldn't it work for me? But like you alluded to, it's been something where you do have to make a bit of sacrifice because I had this conversation ironically with my girlfriend last night where we were talking about the fact that a lot of people have an employee mindset, which is you do something once and you get paid once. Right? Whereas a business owner does something once and over time gets paid throughout different avenues. And a lot of people, especially I see this in real estate, where if they are doing something once and they don't know when they're going to get compensated for it, a lot of times they struggle to comprehend why would they be doing that? Why would I be spending hours a week creating content that might not result in a deal 
ever, let alone in the next six months. But it's been proven to work, so I committed to that process. So in the beginning, I was putting out more local kind of B to C or agent to consumer type content. And then as I started putting out some of my experience about, hey, here's how I got some of these clients through Facebook ads, there started to be a bit more of built up demand from other people wanting to do the same because nobody was really sharing how are you doing this. But the big kind of quirk in my business came in about 2019 where I said that I'm going to break my momentum as an agent to put out content with the hope of building something bigger than myself. And that was where the big shift happened because I did pretty decent in my first year of real estate. I did pretty, you know, considerable in my second year. And then in my third year, I broke all, all of that momentum to put out free content three times a week for the next year. But what that's allowed me to do by sometimes slowing down to speed up has built my business to the point where now I'm in a financial position that I never would have expected would be possible in real estate. And it's all from committing to something where you know at some point it'll work out, but you have to comprehend that you just don't know when. The, yeah, and that journey and that shift, I've seen it. So while you were mostly agent, um, like consumer-facing content, you were still, you were in that one video every three to four days, I think. Mm -hmm. And you started like everybody else with zero followers. And then I went, like, where was the growth by the end of, you know, year one? YouTube subscriber count based on consumer agent to f agent to consumer videos and where did you end up in that year one I mean yeah so I really started to put out YouTube videos if you go to my channel and you filter by all this I started kind of dabbling with it in 2018 right. and in 2018 I went from zero to 167 subscribers because I was trying to dabble with door knocking videos and flyer videos and different things like that but when I found my niche which was gravitating towards people who wanted the more social content, that was in 2019. And when I put a full year of actually dedicated effort behind it, where it was about two, three videos a week for the you know whole year, I went from 167 to about 2,000 subscribers by the end of 2019. And then by the end of 2020, it 10X'd again to 20,000 and then just continued to grow. But I think it's one thing that a lot of people struggle with on the YouTube side is measuring success by the vanity metrics. And I think that's an important thing to talk about because there's people in my group who have 600, 500, 400, 300 subscribers, but are doing two, three deals a month for free from their videos as a brand new agent using an iPhone, right? right? So I think a lot of people have to understand that if you have 10 people viewing your videos and one of them decides to purchase, you're in a pretty good position where a lot of people are using this inflated expectations of themselves that their channel is not successful or it's not worth doing if you're not getting a thousand views. Right. But when you look at the trust and the relationship that long form content allows you to build, even knowing that one view on YouTube is considered as 30 seconds watched versus one video on Facebook and Instagram is one second watched, the relationship you have the opportunity to build is second to none. And that's why those who are consistent on real estate, knowing that it's so usually unsaturated in their market, absolutely crush it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that same adage a lot of people in sphere of influence based business. They, I tell them that if you have a 100 person list, 150 person list, you treat that list really well, you can earn an incredible living just off that. 
but they see people that might have 1,500, 2,000 people on their CRMs and they're like, oh, how do I get there? That's really not even the point. It's just love on that group, no different than the, the small YouTube channel that has 50 subscribers. And they're thinking, they're looking at yours with 33,000. Um, and they're like, how am I gonna get there? I, I must need that to be able to earn X. But you can do it, like you said, with this long form, trust building uh, platform that we have uh, with YouTube. I love that you break that down. I got a question for you. Um, what do you think, I mean, outside of the vanity-based market, uh, marketing and metrics and stuff, what are some of the biggest myths that you find people have with video marketing as a whole? Like Tom Ferry, he's, he was my coach years and years ago. He's been tooting this horn for 12 years and still agents are really hesitant to get into it. Anything that you can think of either that's stopping people or just myths about like what it takes to get rolling and, and heard? Definitely. Well, some of the myths, number one, especially ironically sitting here in this gorgeous studio, is that you need professional equipment in order to record high quality content, right? And a lot of people think high quality means production quality in terms of the video aspect of it. And a lot of people fail to realize that high quality is simply quality of value. Right? If you look at one of the guys in my group, John from El Paso, Texas, who created Living in El Paso, he recorded every video to date over the last seven months on his iPhone, and he's now got over 1,300 subscribers, and he's now done, on average, three deals a month from his YouTube channel, for free, from an iPhone at the tender age of 49 years old with no video experience. Right? So the biggest misconception I see is, what you actually need to record, right? Now the next misconception, and this is one of the also biggest ones, is that people think they have nothing to talk about, right? You see a lot of people that say, well, Mike or Darren, I don't know what to say on video. And a lot of people overcomplicate it because they feel like they almost need to give a university education level of content to the consumer about buying and selling real estate when at the end of the day, people are now looking at realtors as valuable resources for insight on what it's like to live in a community, what it's like to live in a city, what it's like to go through that journey. All things that anybody, even if you've never done a deal, you have the ability to share, like the common videos, right? Cost of living in Calgary, pros and cons of living in Calgary, moving to Calgary, five things you need to know. Those are all pillar videos backed by SEO, proven to attract clients, that if you've lived in your city for more than a month, you know, right? So I think a lot of people overcomplicate what they should be talking about. I love that one because, yeah, I mean, we as agents underestimate how much knowledge you just know by being in the grind, in the groove, and we forget a lot of stuff that the average consumer who lives in their home for five to seven years just may have forgotten, or as we know, our industry continues to evolve and change so fast, that what you might have told them about X last year is probably different this year. It could be the exact same topic all over again with a few tweaks and changes. And uh, and yeah, I love that. I mean, the, I got the question yesterday about how do I start with a video? I said, you pick up your phone, you flip it around, hold it horizontal if you want, unless you're doing short form stuff now, and click record. And I said, it's not the quality of, again, what you've got, it's the quality of your content. If, if if you feel like you can say something, go say it, but just don't hold it in. Yeah, and I think the other, probably the third biggest misconception I see is that you have to talk 
perfectly on video, right? In an industry where it's so catered towards professionalism and the suit and tie look and you know having this certain image of what a realtor should look like or should act like, there's this big misconception that if you need a teleprompter to record a good quality video. But what you'll see is that while that can help with certain things, maybe you wanna use one for marketing because you've got this perfect one-liner that you wanna nail, the average consumer resonates with somebody that they feel like they would get along with. And oftentimes those are the most raw, authentic people that are getting out there, showing their true personality and just being themselves. Whether you're quirky, you're comedic, you're serious, you're funny, you're introverted, no matter who you are, there's gonna be endless amounts of people in your city that are just like you. So highlight that, and I noticed that in my content. When I was a new agent, I wore a suit or a, at least a blazer in every video and I tried to speak in a certain way that was very clear, very concise, but not natural to me. And then as soon as I started you know, wearing the jeans and a t-shirt and being more authentic and almost like hanging out, talking like we are now, the engagement on my content skyrocketed. 100%, I actually had that experience just the other day. Because again, at the office here, as you know, we've got tons of stuff and we, we do have a teleprompter for the things that we need once in a while. And as a result, I thought by going through the, that the scripting was in front of me and I could pull it off that I would change the way in which I delivered it and I would be somebody I wasn't. And then my marketing guys are like, D, we can't use that. That was shit, right? Like, that's not you. Your voice, the way you communicate, that's part of your story. And you were trying to be this and you were trying to be that. And I was like, oh man, you're so right. We scrapped it. It was a waste of a whole bunch of energy and time. And we went back to Darren, just deliver your Darren voice, right? Just deliver that. And uh, sure, if extra tech can help, go for it. <laughs> I love that you had that. And I keep, I mean, I'm stumbling. You know, there's the book, the kid book, Stumble Trip, Stumble Trip. That's me every day, it seems, with this video world. Yeah, and I find, you know, last week in one of my mastermind calls that were private, we had a girl that was previously in Hollywood and she was a stunt actor on a lot of these Marvel movies and things like that. And she educates people now on how to get comfortable being on camera because with a lot of females, which she is, she talks about how they get scared to be on camera, they don't feel like they look as good as they need to, things like that. Um, and what I did on that mastermind call is I actually showed people what my raw, uncut YouTube videos look like, live in real time. And people see my content on YouTube and they think, Mike, you're so polished, your, your videos are so clear, you're so good at speaking. And while the majority of time after two years of hard work at this, I'm able to deliver a pretty clear message, I showed them a video that I was not in the right mindset while recording and I botched it. It was absolutely terrible, but I showed it to them where about every 15 seconds, I had to stop and I was dropping F-bombs and I was doing all kinds, of, but I showed them the finished product and it looked like perfection. And I think that's a lot, another thing that a lot of people struggle with is if they can't deliver it in one take or they have this feeling like they're messing up so they have to restart. Just keep going, keep doing your thing. You edit it out. The only one that's gonna see that kind of nonsense is either you and or if you're using an editor, one of them. But nobody's gonna see this stuff, so try not to get too caught up because 
the one liner that I live by is done is better than perfect, right? An imperfect video that's on your YouTube channel is doing a heck of a lot more for your business than a perfect partially edited video that's in Dropbox or Google Drive. 100%. I think there's even a, a perception from people that, that like when you watch a TV show and you're watching an actor and another actor having a dialogue and you're watching and it's like there's no breaks, right? You think, okay, that's what people expect of me. But I've found the consumer actually appreciates a cut in here and there. And, and, and when, when it almost looks as if this guy just went for three minutes straight perfectly, it almost creates this like, that's not real. Where, there, you know, we talk jump cuts and we talk other cuts, but those are just natural breaks that have now rolled into a lot of content marketing that is welcome. It's not a negative that there's a mini cut. It, it's almost just like a nice break for the eyes and the consumer hears it, which is different than an audio, right? When you're hearing a long form content like you and I, where we're just going and the consumer's got this in their car and they're just listening. But video, I find you see those little moments or your editors create those moments just because they think they should. Big time, yeah. It's a lot of people just get so caught up in what it should look like, and it should look like how you want it. It should look like how you naturally speak, how you want to deliver, but there's so many ways to cover up little mistakes, right? There's, if you, one of the cool strategies that a lot of people in my group now use is they go out and drive around or walk around their neighborhood that they wanted to do a video about, and they just take some B-roll. And whenever they're stumbling up on their audio or anything like that, they throw a B-roll of a city, a property, the house, or anything to kind of divert attention away from what they thought in their mind was not the cleanest section of their video, right? But at the end of the day, what I see a lot of times is the fifth one, or the fourth one is people thinking that they're gonna be judged, right? People are very scared that you get outside of your comfort zone, you're putting yourself out there, you're becoming more vulnerable, that you're going to get a lot of negative feedback. And while it comes with the territory of putting yourself out there, 99% of the time, you're gonna get overwhelming support. People that are in your network so excited that you're getting outside of your comfort zone, they're proud of you, they're excited for you, and you get all of this support, and that will always make up tenfold of any of the negativity that you might face, which we know about. Yeah, I agree. Our buddy Brad, right? Brad uh, McCallum, who does a ton of video, he puts out just the incredible masterpieces that we all kind of look up to now here. And then he posted something today that was just showing some internet troll commenting about they didn't like his delivery. Well, the reality is his delivery is his best on the planet and you're still getting that, right? I mean, you could be, you mean any Hollywood actor versus you or I or Brad and everything in between and you're gonna get it. Well, the biggest thing is like, you know, I've kind of flipped my perspective because I got this and I still get it, you know, more often than, uh, you know, some do. But the biggest thing is, you know, I've framed myself to realize like, who's watching who, right? Who's watching who here, right? There's, I hear all of these people, these agents that are saying this, saying that. I don't know who they are. I've never looked at their profile. I don't know what they do for business. I've never heard their name, but they're watching me. So at the end of the day, I have confidence that it's just a reflection of them and it's a sign that they're jealous of what they're not willing to do. And for anybody that wants to start putting out content, you're just doing something that the majority of the public aren't willing to. The general, yeah, the general public is, is, is not that judgy world. It's, it's, they're not understanding, they didn't even hear your um. 
right? We get to hear Trudeau all the time and he ums constantly and yeah, he's on the stage. But everybody else, you judge your own self way worse than the average person does. I know if you uh, YouTube searched many of like the top just uh, overall consumer website, uh, YouTube channels and those are getting 50, 60, 70, 100,000 subscribers to guys just flip the, guys or gals that flip the phone over really raw and they're just crushing it because they're the ones putting it out there. Daniel Mack on TikTok, right? He's the guy that goes around and asks supercar owners, what do they do for a living? Right? This is a guy that nine months ago was not on social media and nine months later by flipping the phone around and asking exotic car owners what they do for a living, what it's blown him up, right? It's to the point where he's one of the number one influencers on all of these platforms. He's getting invited to all of this crazy stuff. It's like, what if you in a real estate community walked around a community, walked around mahogany during the lake days and asked community, you know, property owners, why do you like living in mahogany, right? Just what would that off. do for your business? Yeah. Walk, talk about what is it, and if you make a YouTube video, what it's like to live in mahogany Calgary. And then you walked around and interviewed people with a five second clip saying, what do you like to live about here? Why are you here? That is enough to kickstart momentum. It does not have to be complicated. Yeah, and, and again, like where we started this, you go and create this thing and you shoot 10 of these people and you put them together and you make the micro clips or you make the long form and then you're like, okay, I'm getting leads. It's like, no, right? That's not the intention. The intention is to start building your brand Put it in a place that you control and just over time keep doing it because of course that one video yeah it might hit it might land but don't expect that right yeah of course and you even saw this we both saw this with our channels where you were putting out content for you know quite some time but now it's to the point where a couple years later every single time you drop a market update video it ranks number one for calgary real estate 100 percent of the time and it's because you invested in that long-term process where once the algorithm sees you're consistent and people are coming back, they're going to start to promote you. But you have to go in thinking that this is bigger than a one-to-one -one ratio of results, right? You're not going to put one video out and get one lead, one video, out, one lead. You're going to put 20 videos out, might get one lead, but by the 40th video, you're getting 10 a day. And it's one of those things that with things like Facebook ads, pay to play, it's more linear. It's you put X dollars in, you're gonna more likely get X leads out. Yep. But with organic free content, whether it be TikTok, short form on Instagram, YouTube, it's this delayed gratification, hockey exponential curve that most people, it's like that meme of the guy digging for the diamond and he quits like while well, he's one stroke away from getting it. That's what happens a lot of time with agents is if they had have just kept going, it could have changed their business forever. And there's agents that are now part of my group that have literally changed their life by committing to a process that they just knew worked. Yeah, it's nice to have, I mean, nice to have people in your world that have got there. Because if you think back, they didn't get there because of that first video. They did that because of overtime. You just need somebody in your in your mentorship or group to say, to realize that they're all those hours behind that it took to get where they are today. And I mean, most people just sometimes forget that's the case. I'd like to switch the convo over into, you know, a lot of your business has been based on long form content. 
and now there's this just continued rise of the short form content. Everything from the TikTok world, which has now rolled over to Instagram Reels, and then now even YouTube's pushing out shorts and they're still figuring that out. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on how we as agents should take advantage of the short form content if they don't want to go down the big, long tail YouTube production. Definitely. I think both have their play in this. And what I mean by that is I find you have to look at, again, going back to relationship building, right? How do you build a relationship? You're gonna build a deeper connection with somebody on a seven minute video versus a 30 second video. However, the caveat to that is that these 30 second videos based on the trending rise of short form content are getting mass organic exposure. So the way that I kind of like to look at it is you've got the short form for kind of brand awareness and then you've got the longer form for relationship building and educational, you know, educating the end consumer. So I think for becoming and remaining top of mind, the short form content is going to be king, right? Especially as YouTube Shorts, they're beta testing in India right now as they start to make it a native platform in North America. They're going to, again, credit people with inflated viewership and reach in the beginning to get people to become addicted to it, just like they did with Reels and TikTok. And I think that it's going to be one of those things that you're going to build your audience there, but you're going to convert on long form. So I think when you're looking for these vanity metrics or which again are important, but when you're looking for building that brand awareness on a local level, there's nothing that's gonna beat the short form content. But when you're looking to convert leads into actual closed deals and clients, the relationship you can build long form is untouchable. Gotcha. The, um, the Instagram reels right now, again, maybe you're seeing it differently because you're right in the trenches on this stuff, but the like you mentioned, the organic reach that it's pushing is incredible right now. Where our, our typical feed posts, right? Hard, to, I mean, the, the, it's hard to get reached there anymore. It's like who's in your world sees it. Nobody else really, unless they're following hashtag searches and location-based stuff. And then stories, yeah, yes, it's been around for a bit and they're continuing to pump it, but reels right now, I find is an incredible way for people that don't know you to see you. Is that right? Because it's being thrown into your feed. The people that as you scroll reels, they're like, oh, I don't follow that person. I don't follow that person. They're just continuing to pump based on the algorithm, people into your feed the way they think you want to view. Big time, and I think there's a lot to say about Reels. Like the organic engagement is one thing, it's astronomical, right? It's, it's you're gonna get far more engagement on a Reel than you will a story, a typical post, especially IGTV. So I think the organic reach is enticing, but there's a couple things that come with that, which is I think, again, going back to misconceptions, is that agents think, okay, Reels looks like TikTok. TikTok aligns in my mind with 17 year olds dancing. I need to do that or I can't use it. And I think that's where one of the biggest misconceptions comes is a lot of the agents that I know that are absolutely crushing it getting, there's a guy that I know in Ontario, he got nine closed deals so far this year from people that have come through his reels. His only reels are panning shots of properties. All that he does is takes a trending song from a radio, takes a trending song, overlays it. If you've got a 30 second reel, you've got five, six second panning shots, five different rooms in the property, slap a song on there, add a caption, a title, 
and he's getting with a small Instagram page tens, hundreds of thousands of views from these panning shots. And I think it's something that, again, a lot of people overcomplicate thinking that they have to be something that they're not. But just look at what's proven to work. But also, the one thing that I do really like about the short form content is the expectation from the end user is different. And what I mean by that is, on a YouTube video, while yes, you can be playful, you can be yourself, the, I guess, expectation from somebody from these traditional styles of content is to be more or less professional. That doesn't mean you have to look like a suit and tie, but you have to carry yourself in a certain way to represent the industry. Same goes with posting on Instagram, right? But I find what is exciting about the short form is that people give you a break. Right? You're allowed to be silly. You're allowed to dress up in pajamas and do a playful video, and that's going to be accepted, whereas if you dressed up that way and did a video about how to buy a house in Calgary, might not go over so well. So I find for a lot of these people that find themselves not investing in content because they don't feel like they align with the perfect image, they are latching onto the short form content because they can be their funny, playful, comedic, silly self and that is completely acceptable. So for people that are looking to get into content, it's a great way to have almost no expectations from the end user and become comfortable on camera. Because if you mess up on a reel, everybody does. If you mess up on a YouTube video, people might take more notice, right? So as you're starting to groom yourself and become more familiar with getting in front of the camera, creating content, it is a great way to inch your way into the business. It's much easier to hold an audience for 30 seconds, especially when you can pan six different five second clips together and be shaky and using your iPhone and not worrying about the mic quality and, and the lighting because you're right, as you scroll this stuff, it's very rare to see them super polished. You'll probably see that a little bit more as, as stronger channels like yours and, and businesses start to like really get better with the micro content but right now it's all raw, all real, all in the moment, and all of us can carry that 15 second clip. I've even heard studies where oftentimes, just if you can't just crush it in 15 seconds, which is pretty easy to do, a little moment in your day, a little behind the scenes thing, a little property film, stop it, just stop at 15, don't go for 30, don't go for a minute, because I mean the consumer wants to see it short and move on, right? Yeah, and I think, as you alluded to, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's doing, a lot of agents say that, and they come to me saying, Mike, I don't have any opportunities to create content. Again, I don't know what to do a reel about. Well, when you're out going to one of the most popular cafes to meet with your buddy for a drink on, in Calgary or Toronto, wherever you are, then take a reel about out walking in the city, highlighting the you know, coffee shop, highlighting what you ordered and who you met up with. That's a reel that is gonna be acceptable. When you're touring properties, if you're previewing a property because you have a property that's just getting listed, you've got multiple avenues to create content. You can take a preview of this panning shots, you can take some behind the scenes BTS content, um, whenever people are doing the photography and the videography like you guys have with your incredible media team. Right? You have all these opportunities to take what you're already doing and just get used to flipping that bone around. Of course, 
Yeah, I mean, it's that cadence, and I, I coach to the to this like stab strategy, which is like S for sell, right? That's the the, the day in the life of a realtor, and this it's really easy for us to default to like I just sold a house, I just listed a house, I got a house coming soon. We as realtors, we're going to find ways to say that shit. <laughs> That's going to happen. So <laughs> reels can be there for that for sure, short form, easy, and it will, won't feel as like corporate. And then there's the T side. I find is teach, right? Just again, you you just left a showing, you found out that. You were like, I just really wish that seller knew to put away these items. The home would have showed better, right? Or and so there's a little 15 second teaching moment, right? Or you just finished your marketing um, and you wrote up a listing description and you were going through the thoughts and to say, my favorite ways to showcase a property are bang, 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 right? The T. The A is that's the easy one. That's end. That's us as a realtor. End. We're a person. Share that. There's anything, right? It's the little moments that you do, and then the B, like you just said, BTS, all behind the scenes, behind the scenes content, which is endless. That's what Gary V talks about. Just document the damn thing because it's already there. We just don't capture these moments. That could be I just left the office picking up my marketing, right? I just met with so and so. It was awesome. Or, I mean, you're walking through a home and you're showcasing something super cool. Clip, clip, clip. But yeah, it's it's so much easier. Yeah, sure. and it's it's why shows on HGTV even exist, right? I think a lot of people discredit their own real estate market by thinking it's not a million dollar listing. Nobody wants to see what I'm doing. Right. But there's shows that are property flipping where they're showing foreclosures. There's properties, there's shows, house hunters, where they show quirky features of a property, all stuff that can come from any price point. And I think, again, the only reason why these shows that are on HGTV even exist is because the general public is genuinely interested in what a realtor does behind the scenes. And that's you. So go ahead and start to share that and become the HGTV agent of your local market. Now, I know this isn't something that you do a ton, I don't think, but the uh, the audio-only wave that seems to be growing, right? Gary Vee talks about it. He tends to be a year ahead of most for full buying into things. And just like this podcast format, I mean, what what do you think of audio only? And is there a place for it for the average agent out there? Any thoughts on that? I think audio only is great. I think audio only does have its place. And it just like video, it's not for everybody, right? And I think there's some people that just simply don't have a voice for audio only. So they might cater better towards video where their personality can shine through and their energy can be seen. Vice versa, there's a lot of people that have, and I think this is why realtors are gonna gravitate so much to audio only. I meet so many agents that tell me, Mike, I've been in the business for 30, 35, 25 years. I've got so much experience, I've got so much to offer, but my business is stagnant because nobody knows that. And they're nervous to get on video because they might be older and they might not be as comfortable on camera like somebody that's younger or newer. So audio only is a dream for them because they have the ability to highlight their experience. They can demonstrate their knowledge. They can showcase the breadth of what they've done in their business without having to get out on camera. Also, for a lot of agents, Video content is daunting to them because it's not just the effort of creating video. It is the editing, it's the thumbnails, it's the things that come along with 
everything, getting the lighting set up, right? Whereas with audio, you can bang out a clubhouse conversation and there's no editing. You can do a podcast that's conversational and there's no editing. So from somebody that's looking for low barrier to entry, low risk in terms of potential feedback, pros and cons, and they just wanna get out their value, it is a dream come true for a lot of people. And I think what you'll start to see is I think previously you had people that were big on YouTube that went and started podcasts. And I think what you're gonna see with more conversational things like Clubhouse, and you see, I know Instagram's working on a larger volume kind of audio only chat option in their platform, you're gonna start seeing people do the opposite over time, where they're gonna get comfortable speaking, delivering value on audio only, and then they're gonna take the step to graduating towards video. But I think for the average agent, as this continues to rise, as the importance of audio search and audio content continues to trend, I think it's an incredible opportunity to get out there with almost no downside. I find, um, you know, I run this podcast and I run the other one here locally, the Live Love Local one. To get uh, one-on-one conversations, to build your own, your, your business-to-business relationships or build like business-to-high-profile relationships, the, the ease at which somebody says yes to get on an audio is 100 to one, then we're gonna be on video, everything changes, it's harder to get those. So I find as an agent, if you're trying to be the real estate hub in your your market, and it's one of those easy ways to just start connecting with all the business owners and community X, get them on audio, right? Share that, they love that, so then they'll share it too, but it's much easier than showing up with a video crew, getting them in your studio if you have it or your brokerage has it, it's one of those things that I think as agents should be becoming more of the real estate hub for all things real estate, all things community. It's an easy way to get through because we've talked about being like the digital mayor of your town. Um, and we see a lot of people that have created great community business pages and they've gone all into video, but that's a lot of production. The audio side is like almost instant. You can be literally a couple hundred bucks and have all the audio equipment you would require to be and sound as good as a Joe Rogan would on his. Yeah, and I think kind of to wrap up a lot of what we talked about today is in summary, a lot of it is how can we find a low barrier to entry for agents to just take action, right? We talked about the fact that with YouTube, it doesn't have to be clean, perfect, polished. It's about sharing the knowledge you already know. With reels and short form content, it's about getting comfortable flipping the phone around and documenting using the STAB you know, initiative that you mentioned about acronym in order to just share what you're already doing. And with podcasting or audio only, it's a matter of having low barrier to entry to muster up the confidence to deliver a clear message. So when you start to blend these, I think it's kind of cool to see it come together full circle where you've got short form content like Reels and TikTok that are gonna start to get you comfortable on camera. Then you've got audio only like Clubhouse and podcasts that help you dial in your delivery. And then once you marry those two together, you've got a perfect YouTube video, right? So you've got this, these different ways to take baby steps into content. And I think a lot of people overwhelm themselves thinking that they need full production quality like a lot of people try to do as real estate agents when they're not even ready yet, right? It's trying to run before you can walk. And I think now that all of these new 
platform features are coming out, it is giving agents a really unique opportunity to inch their way in to developing as a strong content creator. 100%. And I think, yeah, I mean, I, it is full circle. It's one of those things that us as, as modern agents, I know you like to use that term a lot, um, just, I mean, modern can scare a few people too, because the average age in this industry is much older. It's still 50 plus. Um, but, but you see those that want to stay very relevant. Um, as these platforms continue to attract older viewers, like YouTube's viewership over the pandemic has gotten older and older, and every one of these platforms is doing the same thing. Us as modern agents, younger agents, kind of coming up and chasing the old guard that have their place, um, the old guard doesn't want to go away. They want to adjust and you just lean in a little bit, pick, pick your poison, go with it. Everything Mike and I talked about today could be overwhelming as a full piece, but your business can get there in a year from now, two years from now. Just start with one that you feel could be your little place, that you feel there's not a lot of reasons you'll say no to yourself to just go do it, and then just start doing it. But just do it again and and again and again. 100%, and I think that again is one thing that a lot of people get overwhelmed with is, and I see this even in my own ecosystem, my own community, my own group, is I, feel like this obligation for me to always share new features with the people in my group. But what happens is they get very overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I just learned reels and now there's this clubhouse thing and now there's this short stuff and there's so much. But what you'll see is that if you are successful and consistent with one thing, the rest will take care of itself. And what I mean by that is I put the majority of my effort into YouTube right now. But by nature of a YouTube consumer or viewer, they also want to check you out on Instagram. So you get followers that cross promote. And if you put out content that relates to TikTok, they check you out there. And I think, like you say, picking your poison is the best way to start. Don't try and become omnipresent tomorrow. Pick one, dial it in, and then start adding more tools to your arsenal or to your toolkit as you become very proficient with it to the point where it's streamlined. And once you're comfortable to the point where you feel like you can batch it, you've found efficiencies, you've found out what works for you, now look at different opportunities to content repurpose, cross-promote, or add in a new arm to your business. But in the beginning, all you need to do is start with one. My, this is a perfect example of why the re-education podcast experience even exists. Because I was looking at your stuff from a, from a digital perspective and he, you're out there teaching. I'm like, well, I should be doing the same thing too. So then I said, well, I have a media studio. I have people. I have all this and I'm going to start shooting these long form contents. And then I realized either I didn't have the time, I didn't have the energy to put all of the pieces together. And I said, screw that. And I told you one day, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm going straight to audio. That's gonna be my thing that I could do in my basement closet as I have an idea that I felt would be valuable for my, for my clients in between the crying kids at home and everything else. But it allowed me to be doing it. And I think this might be episode 16 or 17 now on top of a 15 episode other podcast. But if I would have chosen YouTube focus, I'd probably be nowhere near the amount or I would have like beat myself to death for the perfection required that I thought, but I just went and did. And I'm so much happier because now I'm exploring other uh, ways to just get the message out once I've got consistent enough with the output, the, the planning, and all the things that come from it. Yeah, the moral of the story is find out what works for you. 
right? And I think we're in this, I'm not gonna say unfortunate, but this quirky time where now that social is becoming more popular and accepted within real estate, you have these, for very lack of a better term, gurus who are saying, YouTube is everything. Facebook ads are everything. Instagram is everything. You've gotta be on Clubhouse because you've got these specialists, if you will, that have niched themselves in one platform. But because they've got pull and an audience, their audience starts to believe, well, if that's theirs, it has to be mine. But I meet so many people that are creating thriving businesses when they talk to me about lead generation, where they're solely running Facebook ads and properly leveraging a CRM. I meet other people that are solely doing YouTube and crushing it. Some are active on Instagram, some are clubhouse people. And at the end of the day, it's what works for you and what is going to get you to take action consistently today. And I think a lot of people are looking for what has worked for others instead of internally reflecting of what will work for them. 100%. When we sit down with agents that join us at the brokerage and I take them through like a series of coaching and uh, a lot of you know competitive uh, brokerages would have these kind of uh, kind of generic follow this step and and I just hate it because I say I don't have that if that's what you're looking for to just drop into a course and follow something that was put online a couple years ago and then by the end you're feeling like you're a little bit better off it's just not enough because the way you run your business Mike is different than mine every agent that walks through our doors and hears your phone calls has a different backstory has a different thing that gets them moving and you, you, yeah, you just gotta find your, your spot. So man, we're almost, we're getting up on to an hour here, 49 minutes if you can believe it. And I, we could talk on this forever. As we wrap this up, knowing what we've talked about, any last words of wisdom that we can hit on or any like little things you're excited about right now in this whole digital space that we could leave, leave the viewers or listeners? Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of excitement for me, number one, I love that it is becoming more widely acceptable. I find that I'm seeing and hearing stories within my group, within other people's organizations and countries of people starting to get a lot more business from YouTube. They're starting to get a lot more business from Instagram. And I think it's exciting because I found that in 2017, 2018, 2019, it was all about that pay to play. And I found that if you didn't have a budget, you couldn't do a whole lot unless you were door knocking or cold calling. And I think now because of the rise in the wide acceptance on a public level of social consuming content, you're having this really cool opportunity for new agents with no budget, with no experience to actually have a run at becoming a strong producer in their first year. And I love that because it's inspiring to see people that don't need to come into this business with a wad of cash to invest in traditional marketing. There's a different way now, and I love that. One of the things that I really like, I guess I'll talk about two things, is data, and I love growth of new features. And what I mean by that is, when you look at the data that a lot of these platforms are now giving you, like YouTube, for example, they're showing you, and I was diving into this last night, they're showing you the peaks of your videos to show where watch time increased, the dips. They're showing you which sections of your videos had consistent watch time. So now you can finally, like looking, reverse engineering the KPIs, if you will, 
of prospecting or traditional marketing, you can now reverse engineer and find out what works based on proven data to do more of that. Double down on what works and shy away from what didn't. So I love that for people that are used to throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, you now have the insights to make educated decisions on what you should be doing more of based on what your audience is resonating with. And I love the rise of these new features that are lending itself to social interaction. Right? I had a conversation the other day on one of, my, one of my mastermind calls where LinkedIn is doing some cool stuff now. Right? LinkedIn is now allowing people to turn on creator mode for their LinkedIn profiles that's gonna give you the data and analytics of all of your posts. They're going to allow you to have a cover story so that when people look at your profile, initially your profile image shows up and then you've got an opportunity to do a 20 second video pitch within your thumbnail. You've got the ability to live stream on LinkedIn now and your banner image, your cover image on LinkedIn turns into your live stream in real time to drive traffic to your profile. So I like that all these people are now trying to compete and for somebody that's new getting into content, it's great because all of them are going to, again, inflate engagement for that initial six, 12 months of using these features that will never else be possible. So I love that it's just giving people an opportunity to find what works for you and dive in and you're probably gonna do pretty damn well. You know, and the thing that I always talk about on top of all of this is you and I will talk to hundreds of people like this and 5% are gonna take action. And 10 years ago, we were talking about video, and 5% took action. And so if you're listening to this, you're like, well, so-and-so's doing it, so-and-so's gonna do it, everybody must be doing it. The reality is that's never gonna be the case. So if you're one of those that say, I'm behind the eight ball, or now it's too late, it's not freaking, that's not the truth. There is no way, and you can have elite agents, in top coaching programs and just still you'll have that same drop-off rate of people willing to take the action and execute so if something's hit home on this podcast it's not too late whether it is TikTok or reels or instagram or any of this stuff it's just go find the one and go and you aren't too late i yeah. promise everybody says that every social media platform is saturated and the one phrase that i love to lean on when i hear that is going the extra mile is never going to be saturated. Yeah, every agent is now on Instagram, but half of them don't know how to use a hashtag. Yeah, a lot of agents are starting to use YouTube, but half of them don't know how to add a tag to their video to, to get it in front of anybody, right? There's, yes, there's going to be more people to do it, but going the extra mile in terms of delivering actual value that is interesting to you, you will always have an opportunity to stand out. Yep. And then if they do execute, like they said, the fact that they will be around in three months doing the same thing is virtually not going to happen. So again, I love that. I, I always visualize, and I'm a competitive person, I know you are too, is like, if I was like a Navy SEAL and you're going through one of those crazy courses and you had to get over this and you need your buddies, and eventually you gotta climb these walls and you get a get under these things by yourself and you sneak on through that obstacle and you look back and you see that that whole series of people that never made it that's your competition that's stuck right and every little next move you make will separate you from your competition further and further 
and allow your kind of like the cream to rise to the top on whatever platform you're picking. Well, man, this was awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you had a lot of fun too. I know I you did. love talking about this stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. And, and you know, all it takes is one person. I think that's the goal that you and I have always had. I think you've done an amazing job of building widely acceptably the best local brokerage where you have always told me you've all you want to do is help one person change their life in real estate, build it the way that they want to. And I think for me, that's my mission too, is how can I help one more person find themselves through leveraging content and build the business that they always wanted but didn't know how they were going to do it. And I think this is exciting stuff that anybody can do, but very few few will. So where, if somebody wants to follow your journey and kind of tap into the stuff, where's the best place to find you? And, I'll, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, definitely. Well, YouTube and Instagram, I think are the two best ones, the ones that are the most active on. So um, this is quite a daunting effort, but I do respond to every single comment that's ever been made on my YouTube channel, which is crazily enough now thousands a month. Um, but I'm very interactive with my audience. So Instagram, if you send me a DM, I will respond. And similar to you, you've been my role model of always being there to support their agents. That's kind of my promise to the community now is if you're interested in this stuff and you're one of the handful, that 5% that is willing to take action, I will give you whatever advice I can. Awesome. So in the show notes, I'll have all Mike's handles put in here for for you so it's an easy access point but again google them it won't take long <laughs> it's probably easier to find him that will, will be this even podcast so again for everybody uh listening thanks again for 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 letting us take your attention and uh letting us be in your ears sharing some of our knowledge and having an expert like mike here it's been an honor to have you on the show and i'm sure it won't be the last Likewise, it's just the beginning of many collaborations. And remember, guys, done is better than perfect. Absolutely. Well, that's been another Re-Education Experience podcast. Look forward to chatting with you again next time.